What is the best possible pick the Cowboys could make at number 26? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me, as always, is Layden McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Layden, we've got a bunch of questions today, so let's jump right into it. Our first one, several people want to know, what is your favorite pick the Dallas Cowboys could make at number 26? I mean, the obvious answer that I told you before the show is Jalen Carter. He, uh, we'll get look, to him. Look, you guys, look, you guys should really worry about Jalen Carter, and, and he should fall 25 picks uh, uh, down to the draft. Sure. Um, yeah, look, I, I think it's you, – you and I did have a conversation before the show started about how this year is very odd, right? Like, I don't have a front runner necessarily. I have a couple of different guys that I like at that pick, but it's not like there's a clear blinking light that this is the guy that I feel like they need. Um, I like uh, the Osiris Torrance. I like uh, Darnell Washington. I like I, – I could be convinced that Mozzie Smith can be taken at 26. I like – Dalton Kincaid, I like. Mm-hmm. So I, I, like I know that's not names. a good yep. answer. Would say. So I like all those names. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem, right? Is that I feel like and it's not a, not it's not a problem actually. It's 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 the opposite. It, I feel comfortable with a lot of the names that we're seeing uh, 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 put there, especially now that it feels like the Cowboys have, have kind of cleaned up some roster stuff and, mm-hmm. and are obviously in a very good shape with their roster that they can draft kind of the best player available. So. You know, for me, I, I don't really have a specific name, but I, at this point, my eyes are going to get wide when I see who's falling. You know, who, who's who, who's fallen out of where they're supposed to be picked that could be made available and fall right into the Dallas's lap at twenty six. That those are the kind of things. And, and the Jalen Carter thing was a joke, but 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 maybe not. Like we'll maybe that type yeah, of we'll get maybe that type type of player falls from you know has a cd lamb type fall you know that we've that we took advantage of last time and the cowboys are able to scoop up a play i think the point is is that they are able to draft free right now and we're not holding our breath hoping that player x makes it past this gauntlet of these three 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 teams sure. no i i think we can cl- like clearly just wait on on this to come to us and, and a good player is likely to fall to us and part of it's just where the Cowboys are drafting, right? Like yeah. when you're drafting at 26, your expectations are different when you're drafting at 10, like the Cowboys were a couple of years ago, right? You have a couple of guys that you feel like are worth that spot. At 26, there's quite yeah. a few options there. So well, I even 15, you. even 15 to 20, right? Because you're still yeah. like getting first round players. Like you're you're, you're hoping a top 10 graded player falls to you, exactly. Right? It's just not going to happen in this draft unless you're talking about a running back. But uh, we're not doing that today. Uh, but not I want my favorite pick. Again, I, I like all the names that you mentioned. The guy that the Cowboys drafted at 26 that would get me the giddiest, if that's a word, uh, is Darnell Washington. Just mm-hmm. because 
I think some of the other tight ends are more polished. They can help come in and help you as a receiver right away. But I also feel like Washington kind of has the highest floor and the highest ceiling at the same time. Yeah, right? because, somehow it's which, true. Because worst case scenario, he comes in and he is an awesome blocker for you, and he can give you some red zone stuff, you know, goal line work. If he hits a ceiling, we're talking about like a game changer at the tight end position. And that's why I – I would love to see the Cowboys at least take the chance there at 26. Look, we've converted some very uh, pro- prominent anti tight end drafting uh, folks. You know who you to, are to, out there. Know, you know who you are, Joey. Uh, I don't know one in particular. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, and look, to, to his credit and to a lot of other people's credit, like the idea of drafting a tight end in the first round when there are very few tight ends that come into the league that have like, we're going to use this word again, generational or, 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 you know, kind of extra and above like physical skill and talent. It's pretty rare. Like we we get a lot of the same kind of guys who are all kind of in the similar range. Sometimes you get a Kyle Pitts who can run a four, three at 245 pounds or whatever it is. But, but it's very rare that you see these kind of truly unique physical specimens that tied in and 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 it's ex- even more rare i would say especially to get this type of tight end right a yeah. guy who yeah. comes in as a plus blocker right away and i mean honestly I, I i keep saying to people that i don't think he needs to develop as a receiver i think he just needs to be used as I a receiver 100% agree. like yeah. like I, I it's not a, a development situation with washington it's it's Hey, we don't have the best tight end receiving tight end maybe in college football history on on the other yep. side of, of the line. Yep. So uh I think that he is going to be a better pass receiver as a pro than he was uh, as a collegiate player. Uh he, and if you get that plus the kind of blocking you get, you know again, if we, if we get down to any one of these particular players, I could sell you on any of them being drafted first round pick, but I I, I like Washington yep. a lot for all those reasons and I think Anybody who's you know kind of hesitant about drafting a tight end in the first round, this is a different kind of cat, and and, right. and I, that's why I think it, that's that's it's worth it. Well, least. and the other reason why I like Washington to Dallas is because you're not going to force him into a big role right away as a receiver because you do have Jake have Ferguson to. and Peyton Hendershot. Like yeah. I know those guys are still young and they're still developing, but if Washington needs a year, just use him as a blocker, and you can use Jake Ferguson or use more receivers or whatever. I, I just think. He makes so much sense for this team that I think I'd be willing to gamble on it late in round one. And he's different too. That's the other thing about this, like a lot of these tight ends. And even with Dalton Schultz last year, you had three tight ends who were very similar. Like yes. physically, I mean, honestly, they were all within an inch and like well, five pounds of each and other. And that's right? the running joke is they could have switched jerseys in practice and you never would have known. That's not happening with Darnell Washington, man. No. <laughs> like, you know, you know, he's not hiding behind anybody. So I, I think it's it's it, in the sense that Brandon Cooks was such a great fit for our need, our uh, price range, our uh, you know scheme fit. I think Washington is similar yeah. in the sense that he's different than what you've got. So you can still utilize your young two other two young tight ends who you like a lot. He's gives you a little bit better blocking, which is something that you'd you'd like to see from those other two tight ends. That helps, and then obviously the upside there that down the road he could be a a you know if he if he continues if he shows you what we think is there with this guy he could be a main part of your off a passing offense as well. So I, I understand why he checks all the boxes, and some people are excited. Uh, we have another question uh, about the tight ends that I want to get to right after this. 
This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up. We've got games coming on this weekend. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on literally anything and everything from the money line to point scores to the number of threes drained in the game. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets uh, for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com, that is FanDuel.com. Uh, slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Landon, we've got another question uh, about these tight ends. There's <laughs> there's some people wondering if there's some fatigue about Michael Mayer because he was the number one tight end yeah. in this class for so long. And now that we're getting closer to the draft, people are getting excited about Washington and Luke Musgrave and Darnell w- or Dalton Kincaid. Are we overlooking Michael Mayer at all? I think that's a great question. You know, honestly, I, and, and it's a thought that I literally had this morning as well, because uh, I had done a, uh, uh, a mock draft and, and Mayer ended up being, you know, near the top of my list at 26. And, you know, we just haven't talked a ton about him. And I, I think here's what I think happened, honestly. He had incredible tape. He's, you know, he's had incredible tape since he's, you know, been in college, right? He, this process has been a little bit rough for him because of a the the depth of tight end. There's just so many of these guys yep. to talk yep. about, and b I think Washington, you know, more than just a little bit, stole the show at, at the combine, and and beyond that too, I was a little bit. Uh, you know, surprise, and, and and there weren't a lot of losers in the in the combine in that sense. Like you know, com like oh, those numbers were not what I expected. But one of the areas where I was negatively surprised, I would say, was how small Mayer was. I I thought that he was a little bit more of a two sixty guy. I thought right? he was like the Cole Komet, like the six six yeah. two sixty five, right? He's not. He's like six four two forty ish two fifty, right? Two forty nine. Yep. And and that kind of to me like. I wonder, here's what I'm wondering. I wonder if he didn't get some bad advice or maybe not bad advice, but it just didn't work out where he tried to lose some weight to get some speed at the 40. And all he ended up doing was losing weight. (laughs) You know, like, I don't know that he actually gained very much speed. I would have rather him come in at 255 and then run a four, seven to five. Right. Like I, I, cause that's what his game shows me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think that those things kind of have you know lost a little bit of the luster there. But, you know, look, anytime you turn on the tape and watch this guy play, he clearly is ready to play in the NFL. He's clearly a, a, a plug-and-play starter at tight end, which is pretty rare, you know, to yeah. be a, a, yeah. a two-way plug-and-play starter in the NFL. So I, I do agree that I think that the luster has come off his draft grade a little bit. But I still am very, very high on Mike Mayer, and 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 if they get if they drafted him, I, I would be thrilled. I think yeah. he's a great player. Yeah, I, I I don't think he maybe has the upside of a Dalton yeah. or Dal- Darnell Washington, but the floor is really high. Like I just don't see him coming into the NFL and being a bad player, right? Yeah, I, exactly. When when you said the highest floor with Washington, like the only thing that made me hesitate is Mayer. Right? Yeah, I like, mean just because, because I I can see him. He's going to be a guy every single year catches. 
50 passes for 750 yards and six touchdowns. Like yeah. it's just what he's going to do. I, if you compare him like prospect wise, I mean, size, athleticism, he's not all that different than TJ Hawkinson and TJ Hawkinson went inside the top 10. And I kind of think Mayer is a more polished and a better route runner than Hawkinson was coming out of Iowa. So I, I, I do think this process has not been very kind to Mayer, but I think yeah. we probably are overlooking him a little bit. Uh, next question. This one from Stevie he wants to know, tell me the guy that you would be upset with if you drafted, if the Cowboys drafted them at 26. <sighs> We're going to do this. We're going to plant our flags. Um, I mean, there are a couple of guys that have been mentioned with the Cowboys that I'm like, yeah, Luke Van Ness. Well, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I know that I know that Dan Quinn likes him a lot. Yeah. Again, I'm mentioning him because this is exactly the kind of player that I just can't. I can't scout, I man. I, I I just don't understand it with these guys. And and I've talked to to, to owning about it before. I talked to a lot of different guys. Like sometimes it's good to know what your own weaknesses are. And my weakness is scouting these power defensive ends. I just don't find any appeal in any of them. So Luke Van Ness is my guy. Okay. Mine is Deontay Banks, the Maryland corner. Like I, I just, mm. I really struggle with some of these guys that are great athletes that the college tape doesn't match up. And I think the guy for me that kind of made it where I, I don't trust these guys ever again is CJ Henderson, who came out of Florida. Yeah. 2020 yeah. draft where it's like, okay, you got all this athleticism, but there's no production and you didn't grade out well. So, like, why are you suddenly going to be a lot better in the NFL? I don't know. He he scares me. He really Ring, scares me. Kiki Ringo is another guy that, yeah. like, it, and I'm talking about specifically in the first round. Like, Yes, yes. Second round, I'm I just, fine. Second or third, but, yeah, great, yeah. fine. But I just don't see a first-round corner with this guy, um, especially since we were all told what an incredible athlete he was. And, and he's fast, but I don't know that that incredible athleticism is what we've seen so far. Yeah. Um I mean, do I have to do a B. John Robinson stance right here, or does everybody? I mean, I think, I think it's, we all know. It, it's implied. It's implied. Though I will break break you know confidentiality and say before the show that Marcus fully, fully agreed to trading up for a running back, uh, yes. and I'll let him. I'll let him explain himself. I'm perfectly fine trading up for a running back, not in the first round, right? Like Breaking I like news, guys. Yeah, I like Jamar Gibbs <laughs> a lot. And I, mm-hmm. I think, in my opinion, my opinion, there's a significant drop off after the first two running backs. And if you want a guy that potentially has a chance to be special, I think that's Gibbs. And if you're looking for somebody that could potentially replace Tony Pollard after this year, I think Gibbs kind of has that home run speed and the receiving ability and the ability to run between the tackles a little bit. So, it's got the Camara yeah. to him, right? And here's here's the thing. Go do a mock draft simulator, which Landon, you and I are going to actually do tomorrow. That's Anytime right. you get to pick 58, tell me if you love your options because I don't, right? That was the, that was the impetus of the conversation we had was that we, we were complaining to the fact that we do these mock drafts and that now that the Cowboys have kind of shored up their 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 roster a little bit, 58 looks like a like a wasteland. Every time yeah. I get there, I just don't know who to pick. I, I don't love any of my choices and and we were just debating whether it, a trade up or down. Maybe that's something we should explore tomorrow on the show. A little tease there. Yeah, right? I, I just think if you package fifty eight, I think it's ninety together, you could get up into the high forties, which is 
probably where Jamar Gibbs is going to be drafted. And if you end up hitting on 26 and you love the guy that you get there and you want to draft another running back, I think, I think that's a pretty good spot to go up and get your guy. Plus you still have a bunch of day three picks. I would be okay with that. Lana. That's all. It's a brave new world. I don't know what's happening to Cowboys Twitter yeah. this season, guys. I Things know. are falling apart. Cats and dogs are living together. Uh, the Cowboys, the Marcus is drafting no, running backs. No, hold on. We're, we're, trading up, we're trading up out of the first round. It's totally, totally different. Uh, <laughs> next question. This one from Chris. He just wants to know, do you have a favorite player in this draft? Doesn't necessarily have to be a fit for the Cowboys, but just a guy that you love. Jackson watching. Smith and Jigba. I, yeah. I just, I, I love watching him, man. He's just so natural at the position. Like, I don't know. He just does things while he just know, knows football really well. And, and he just does things when he has the football that is that smart players do. I, I just, he's very natural and he's very easy to watch. He also Marine a pretty good time yesterday at Ohio State. Yeah, he did. Now, I, now I, don't, I don't know how much we want to factor in a 38-yard track that goes downhill. <laughs> downhill. But, but, I mean, listen, if he he's probably a 4-5-7 guy, right? And that's fine. It's fine. Running a 4-5 flat was well beyond, I mean, what we expected. Yeah. And to be honest, like, if he really ran a 4-5, like, he would have run that at the Combine. That, yeah. Like, he wouldn't have been scared to run that speed at the Combine. So, uh, but it's fine. Like, seriously, 4-5 on the on that OSU track is is good enough. Because I imagine yeah. it's actually 4-5-5, five, five, right? Yes. Like, so, yeah. I'm All right. Okay. Let, let's, uh, let's talk some Jalen Carter when we get back. All right, Landon, our final question, uh, and actually I lost it for who it was from, but a couple of people actually wanted to know, at what point would you consider trading up for Jalen Carter? Because it looks like the speculation now is that he is going to fall outside the top five, maybe outside of the top ten. Is there a what? point? That's I mean, maybe, insanity, is, man. Is, like... is there a point where you would be like, you know what, I, it doesn't matter. We're going up to get him. Nine, eight, what, wh- how, what, what do we, what can we get for 58 and 90? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I know, seriously, I'll, I'll all kidding aside, what can we get for 26 and 58? Because as high as 26 and 58 will take me, I will go up and get a Jalen Carter if he's available. So on the old chart, that would get you up to about 14 or 15. Now, I think we've seen over the last couple of years, some people are, it's making it a little bit easier to trade. Um, so maybe get you up to 12 or 13. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy, but like, yeah, I would do that in a moment. Here's the Are only you kidding. If a team like the bears who draft at number nine and the Eagles at 10 pass on him, both teams that could use defensive tackles. What does that say about Jalen Carter? I think it says something more about the Bears and the Eagles than it does about Jalen Carter. Well, They're I'm, idiots. Like, <laughs> look here's 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 what here's where here's where I'm at with this. Right, NFL teams are terrible at understanding mental health issues, real like you know man, stuff that happens in life. They are going to read this situation very poorly, the, regardless of whether you know Jalen Carter you know is remorseful or whatever his his feeling is. And look. I could have a whole podcast about his situation because there is a lot going on there. It's incredibly unfortunate. And the way that a 24 year old is having to go through all this, I'm hoping with a good support system because, you know, dealing with the worst, the the hardest job 
uh, uh, interview you've ever had while, while, you know, grieving the loss of your friend who just died two months ago that you may feel personally responsible for. I can only imagine what that's like. Right. But putting all that aside and just talking about football for a moment, the NFL is terrible at, at reading these situations. And most of the times they'll look at that and, you know, uh, if, if the talent isn't right, they'll just, you know, throw that person aside and say, I don't want to deal with that. I, Jalen Carter is so amazingly talented. I can't imagine that happens. But if it did, the Cowboys should go up and get him. They all have already dealt with a situation like this before. They have history with, with dealing with these sort of situations. I think that the Cowboys would be a good place for him to go with, with all this stuff that's going on. And just talking, about the, yes. just talking about the player for a second, because we haven't really talked about Jalen Carter, because the idea that we could draft Jalen Carter is out of our minds insane. Yep. Jalen Carter is a, I mean, look, I, throw, I can't believe we're saying this word again in this podcast, is a generational defensive tackle, right? Like outside of Aaron Donald, I, I don't know anybody else who's been as physically gifted or as dominant. I mean, did, Aaron Donald wasn't as dominant as Jalen Carter was in, in yeah. college football. And Jalen Carter played in the SEC his entire career. So I I can't speak highly enough about Jalen Carter, about his play on the field. Uh, and if you're asking me, I'm going to get him as, where, however we can. Like, you know, I, I think, the, especially you talk about the need. Imagine Jalen Carter on this defense, guys. Like, imagine it. Like, it, it would – I'm getting too excited. I yeah. would go up and get him with whatever we had available to go get him. Now, I, I will say, I, I don't see him falling outside the top 10 because I do think the no Bears way. and the Eagles would take a chance on him. However, it's not like we haven't seen players drop well beyond where they should be drafted. And I, I, I can we can even do it as a defensive tackle position. I remember 1995 draft, Warren, Sha- Warren Sharp was – sorry, Warren Sharp – Warren Sapp, not Warren Sharp. Warren Sapp was considered by far the best player yeah. in that draft. And a lot of people thought he could go number one to Cincinnati instead of Kajana Carter. He ended up falling, I think, was it 12 or 13 to Tampa Bay? I mean, yeah. if he falls to 12 or 13, that's actually in the range where Cowboys could go get him. We've seen Randy Moss, a top three player in his draft class, fall to 21. We saw Des Bryant, a top five player in his class, fall to 24. Aaron like Rodgers this, was a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers was a quarterback. So we we literally have seen this happen before. Larry Tunsil for a different reason. So mm-hmm. it's not outside the realm of possibilities that he gets outside the top 10. It's just if you're Dallas, are you comfortable giving up that many picks to take a guy that 10 other teams passed on? Probably considering the talent, right? Yeah, look, if 10 other people want to make the terrible mistake of not drafting Jalen Carter, I will rightfully throw it in their face when we face the Eagles twice a week with uh, twice a year with Jalen Carter. Uh, Yeah, I mean, this is uh, look, I I understand he's a troubled, troubled guy because of what's happened to him off the field. There probably is some stuff you need to work through with him, some maturity stuff, some, you know, life stuff. But this is. This is a this isn't a, a a situation where this was a a guy who's charged with assault or uh you know a this isn't necessarily a bad kid this is a kid who made some terrible mistakes yeah. and needs to yeah. grow up a little bit but this isn't like a bad guy yeah he's loved by everyone on his team he's he's the most talented player in this draft yeah I mean, I mean, I mean 
that, that's no, no, it's not even really that close. Honestly, I like Will Anderson and everything, but Jalen I, I, no. Carter, we've been waiting to get drafted for two years. And if you're talking about fit, like just listing all 32 teams, the Cowboys are at the top because they have a super respected defensive coordinator in Dan Quinn. They have Jerry Jones, who has endless amount of resources to help players like Jalen Carter. He's done it in the past. You have a defensive leader like Demarcus Lawrence on this team. It does make a lot of sense from that way, but we probably have already spent seven minutes too many talking about Jalen Carter because I still think he ends up in the top six or of seven course. picks. Of course he does. Yeah, we spend a lot of time on a guy the Cowboys are not going to ever sniff. But, but you never know. You, have to talk about you never you, know. You never know. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen. Uh, now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Scouting Show with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts in on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, go check out the podcast on YouTube. We upload shows there every single day. Go follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Tomorrow, we're back with a mock draft simulator. We'll see you guys then.